You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into the Locked On Syracuse podcast, Tyler Aki and Tim Leonard. Be sure to check out the show on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. And you can also, if you're new to the show, and you might be because of who we're having on today, Eric Devendorf is our guest talking all things Cuse hoops as well as some of the community efforts that he's doing right now. Awesome stuff. You have to go check out his GoFundMe. So be sure to do that if you can, if you can spare some money at this time. I know it's a rough time for a lot of people, but if you can, go check out his GoFundMe because he's giving back a lot of money to the Syracuse community and some of the local businesses that may be struggling right now. But if you're new to the show, be sure to subscribe and you will get a new episode in your feed Monday through Friday. Tim and I are with you every single weekday here on the Locked on Syracuse podcast, the only place that you're going to get daily Syracuse podcasts. So on the show today, I mentioned Eric Devendorf. We're going to get into some of the stuff with Syracuse basketball as well as the community efforts that he's spearheading right now. This is going to be two parts. So we're going to have this today. We're going to have this Christmas Eve as well. So you're going to get a two-pack of Eric Devendorf in your feed this week. And again, no basketball. The The basketball team now on a two-week pause. So you're going to be getting a lot more interviews and stuff like that moving forward as the Syracuse team has to sit out right now. It looks like two weeks. They're going to have to miss the next two ACC games. So Tim and I will continue to be delivering you guys these new episodes every day. But you might see a little more football here and there sprinkled in as well. All right, let's get into it right now. Eric Devendorf. All right, pleased to be joined now by one of the Q's greats. It's Eric Devendorf, and not only is he great at what he does on the court, but Devo, you have been absolutely amazing in the community, and that's where we want to start this conversation with you because you're doing what started out as uh, GoFundMe to give back $25,000 to local businesses, but since then, you've gotten so much outreach and donations that you've raised it to 50000 so just wanted to tip our cap to you for doing that. And what kind of inspired all of that for you? Um, so really, I saw um, the head of Barstool doing it. Uh, I think Dave Fortnite is his name. Um, and he was doing it in New York City on a much larger scale. Um, he put in 500000 of his own money. And then I think they've raised close to $2 million. So he, they really kind of inspired me to um, try to do it here in Syracuse on a smaller scale. Um, so I thought, hey, let's put it out there and see if we can raise 25000 And um, we were able to do it in like two and a half days, you know. So um, it was pretty cool to to see how fast uh, we raised the money. I can't say I'm surprised because I just know how Syracuse fans and the community, um, the community is. But, um, you know, definitely happy with all the support that we got. And, uh, you know, so you, like you said, we raised it to, to 50K. And um, I think right now we're at 31. So. Um, we'll, we'll definitely meet our goal, um, but man, just trying to help out, um, you know, in a time where a lot of people need it, and um, you know, this community has done so much for me, so it's the least I can do to try to give back. I know you said we shouldn't be surprised because it is Syracuse fans, and we know the history there and how this community is with stuff like this. But I mean, you got to be honest with me here. Like when you said it at twenty-five k, did you ever imagine that? by two and a half days or whatever you just said, it's already shattered 25K. I feel like that's even shattering what lofty expectations we probably would have set on the Q's community. Oh, yeah. Like like I said, I'm not surprised that we raised it, but I am surprised in the in the short amount of time. Yeah. You know, it, it's uh, it, it was really quick, man. Like, I didn't, really didn't know 
what to expect. I didn't have any expectations. I just wanted to try to raise as much money as we can. And, uh, you know, I, I know a little goes a long way right now. So, um, but I'm just happy that we were able to do it. And I'm happy all the support that has came, um, you know, from this GoFundMe. And, and it's awesome to see, it's awesome to see all the support. And um, not only here in the community, but, you know, from afar, the, the, the whole country, you know, I've, I've got messages from people from all over. So uh, it's been awesome. I see whenever you tweet it out, you always tag all the Barstool guys. It's like Portnoy, uh, Eric Nardini, and, yeah. and then you got like the Barstool Qs guys. I got a name that you got to add to that list, though. You got okay. to tag PMT Sports Biz. His name's Jake <laughs> Marsh. He went to Syracuse. He's a no, he, you know graduated. what? He, he actually reached out to me, and, and I'm going on the podcast Sunday. Oh, uh, okay, awesome. perfect. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. He's a Big fan of yours, so you got to add him because he's working over at Barstool too. Whenever you you put out the next tweet, yeah, he. Well, it's funny you said that because he actually DM'd me and asked me, "Did I want to come on the uh, podcast?" It's it's Barstool Bench Mob, I think. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was good so, friends with us at Q's. He was in kind of our our friend group, and he was a little bit older than us, but that's cool that he reached out to you. Who's been the coolest person to reach out so far, or donate, or kind of help spread the word with this thing? Man, so. Well, today, Marcus Limonis from The Prophet reached out. And, and I saw just, that, yeah. And he was just uh, he was just saying, nice job. Like, I mean, you know, and that's all you need to say from a guy like that. I mean, um, how busy he is for him to reach out. And then Dave Portnay, he, he's been retweeting it. And then, um, you know, I had the national correspondent from Newsmax, um, which is like they have like a million followers. And uh, he went to Q's. He's a Newhouse alum, the, the vice president of CNN. He, he, he reached out and. Um, and he, cause he's a Q's alum. So man, just people from all over, man, like besides athletes, like, um, you know, I really found out, I knew Q's ran deep, but I'm really finding out how deep it is now with all these people coming out, like, uh, you know, just newscasters, um, you know, uh, sideline reporters, athletes, you, you name it. Like if, if they had a Q's experience, they've, um, it seems like they've reached out during this time. So it, it's been cool to, to see all that, man. It's, um, it's exciting. Well, it's awesome to see you're you're involved in the community. No surprise to anyone who's followed you over the past couple of years, whether it's the coat drives or the the toy drives. You're always very active in the Syracuse community, and I know they're very grateful for everything that you do with them. Let's get into a little bit of, of basketball talk here. So six and one through the first seven games. Looks like the team's going to be on pause now for a couple of weeks because of some COVID concerns, but. Six and one may not really feel like six and one to most people, but what are the the early takeaways that you've had from this team? I mean, I've talked about it with Tim. I mean, I, I really like this team, man. Um, you know, I think obviously this year it's it's just different. I mean, for everyone, there's so many factors that come into play, and um, you know, I think this year we have we have more depth than we really had, and and this year is the year to have it. You know, with everything going on, you got guys in and out, and obviously now we're on pause, but. Um, you know, these these guys, uh, they play with no fear. You know, they, they go out there and um, they're not afraid to get after it. Um, you know, they, they're not afraid to make mistakes, especially the young guys. I love Woody and Kadari. Uh, and then obviously with the experienced guys, Buddy, Joe, um, you add, you add uh, Griffin and then Quincy and, and Marek, obviously. Quincy's been playing his, his butt off. But I like this team, man. Like, it's, it's a well-rounded team. We got shooters. We got guys who can make plays. Um, I think defensively we will get better. Um, you know, obviously that first half against Buffalo, it, it wasn't good. And, and they really, they killed us in the middle the whole time, but you got to think Marek's in the middle. That's not his, 
his normal position. So when you're playing against a real big guy, it's going to be tough to stop. And he, he does a good job for, um, you know, being out of position in the middle. You know, it, it would definitely help with Barama in there. I think, uh, you know, we could, you know, sure up that middle a little bit more. But um, overall, I really like the team, man. I do. It, you know, it's a bummer that these guys don't get to play in front of the fans and, and kind of get that whole dome experience with, you know, I, I was looking at the block shot that Griffin had. I mean, could, could you imagine how crazy the dome would have went? You know, during yeah, that block exactly. block shot, like it, you know, it, it's a bummer that they're missing out on that experience. But uh, overall, I, I like this group, man. I hope that you know we can be a little bit more consistent with with the season as a whole, as far as playing games and not having to pause and doing that because uh, it makes it harder for these guys. Now they don't got to practice; um, they can't go through what they got to go through, and then um, you got to go get up and play right away. You know, even if you haven't, you know, practiced in fourteen days, and we saw that before, so. Um, but I like this team, man. I, I like this team a lot. We've got another action-packed sports weekend, and there's nothing better that goes with the sports-watching experience than Coors Light. You've got basketball, you've got football, and you've got the mountain-cold refreshment of Coors Light to go along with it. It's the perfect way to unwind from a stressful time, and don't worry, we know it's stressful right now. you got the holiday season around the corner and all that stuff. But fear not, Coors Light can appear at your door in just a couple of clicks. You may be thinking, well, I don't have time to go out and get Coors Light. Well, actually, yes, you do, because they'll do the delivering for you. You heard that right. Ditch the grocery store or corner store trips and let Coors Light do the delivery for you. It's not just your local restaurants delivering to you these days. Coors Light can appear at your door in just a couple of clicks and boom, you're ready to chill. Go to get.coorslight.com and you can have a six-pack, 12-pack, or even 24 mountain cold Coors Lights at your doorstep in under an hour. It's what I do. It's the perfect way to be able to chill right before your sports watching experience and then you've got those Coors Lights to take you all the way from tip-off to the final horn. Go to get.coorslight.com Again, that's get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Golden, Colorado. Hey, Syracuse fans. Are you looking for a candy bar that is somehow healthy for you? Because I don't know why you wouldn't be. And if maybe that hasn't entered your mind yet, hopefully you would never turn down that offer. That is Built Bar. Built Bar is up to 18 amazing flavors now. They've got six new ones. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Some good flavors to choose from there. You can make your own customizable box at BuiltBar.com. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and most importantly, they are great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Nothing like having a good Built Bar to help you get through the day. So go to BuiltBar.com today. Use our promo code LOCKEDON, all one word. You'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use our promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. You brought up Kadari there, and I know before the season we talked a little bit about how he was getting some hype in the camps and everything, and it looked like he was going to be a key part of the rotation. But even knowing that, has he been better than you anticipated? Because I think a lot of the Syracuse fans still are, are amazed at how good he's been right out of the gate. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't really rely on you know these high school rankings and coming out and what these guys are ranked. They don't really matter. It's, it's about the situation you get put in, the fit. Um, and I think it's a great fit for him. I think he's a prototypical, um, long athletic, um, you know, Syracuse guy, you know, what we really like to recruit. And um, he's long up at that top. He can move. And um, if he just he, w- one thing I noticed about him, he just needs to bring that effort consistently because this times, you know, as a, as a freshman, you're going to take plays off, especially on the defensive side of the ball. 
when he starts to be consistent with that effort, uh, he, he'll be one of the best defenders in the country. And, um, you know, on the other side of the ball, like he, he's, uh, you know, one of the most poised freshmen I've seen come in right away, especially at that point position. It's hard to play that point guard at, at you know, any age. So for him to come in at a young age and be that poised and seem so in control, it's it's super impressive, man. So he has a, he has a high ceiling. I think if he, you know, uh, work on that jump shot a little bit, he'd definitely take his game to another level. It's just something that, you know, the defender's going to have to worry about a little bit more. So uh, he has a high ceiling, man, and, and I'm excited to uh, to see him keep progressing. So you talk about Kadari there. Where do you think Joe fits in now? And I know, like, we've joked about this, how it doesn't have to be Joe or Kadari. I think they can both coexist and be key parts. But what do you want to see from Joe going forward, and, and how do you see him kind of sliding into the rotation going forward? Well, I mean, Joe's still our starter. You know, we need Joe. We he's had experience, and like we talked about before, he's he's proven himself. He he can hit big shots. He can hit big shots in big games, um, and he's done it this year. I mean, you know, yeah, he hasn't played up, you know, to his potential in some games, but other games, he, you know, just this last one or before Buffalo when he had twenty one and six, you know, he was a big part of the reason that we won. You know, so uh, we need Joe. We need all these guys. It's not like. Um, you know, we just, we can rely on one guy. We need all these guys. And, and again, Kadari is a freshman, so he's going to have his ups and downs. And, uh, you know, we need Joe in there to lead. And um, he, he did it a whole year last year at the one. And, uh, you know, we, one thing for him, he just needs to stick, stay confident, man. Like you can see it sometimes in his body language. Um, he misses the shot. He hangs his head or, you know, he might get a little lack, lackadaisical on the other side of the ball, but he just needs to keep playing. You know, I, I actually texted him the other day and um, just said a few things to him, but he'll be fine, man. We need Joe. We need him um, if we want to continue to uh, grow and, and get better as a team. So one thing you've talked about a lot is that you want to see them get up and down the court. And it does kind of remind me a little bit when I watch them of some of the teams when you were there. Do you agree that like when you watch this team get up and down the court tempo wise, you feel like you see some shades of when you were at Syracuse? Well, it's a different era now. I mean, um, you know, they I, I definitely like how they're pushing the pace more. Um, like I said, I, I just think that's um, Syracuse basketball. You know, we've had a lot of success when we were able to push the ball and get out in transition. and um, We got the guys to do it. You know, we have the shooters to be able to space the floor and, and get out ahead of the defense. And we have the guys to push the ball and be able to make the right decisions. So, um, you know, everything's there for us. And uh, we just got to continue to um, – you know, play defense and rebound because those are the two things that we really need to help us to get out into transition. So if we can do those things well, um, and, and it'll help us when we get Barama back as well on the, on the rebound and tip. But uh, we do those two things well, we'll definitely have more success getting out in transition. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, when I was playing, we had the same type of guys. We had guys who could, um, you know, make decisions. It wasn't just Johnny, it was myself, it was Andy, it was uh, Paul Harris. So we had guys who could push the ball and uh, and push the pace. And then we had shooters and guys who can make plays. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see some similarities as far as having the same type of guys who can do the same type of thing. Devo, when you look at this team, I mean, one of the welcome things is you're six and one through the first seven games, but there's been a number of welcome surprises. I would say whether it's Allen can be a very capable scorer. When you look at Woody Newton, what he's provided for you, 
Quincy Garrier might be the, the biggest of them all so far. But when you look at some of these early surprises, which in your eyes do you feel like is the most sustainable over the length of the entire season? Uh, well, I like, like I said, I like these freshmen. Um, I think they just come in with no fear. Um, you talked about Woody. I mean, those first couple games, he just came in with no fear and shot the ball well, rebounded well, played defense. Uh, and then obviously Kadari has had a, a huge impact. Uh, but, I mean, I, for the long run, I really like what Quincy's doing, man. I, I just think he's been so consistent. Um, his game has evolved and, and went to a whole nother level, adding that jump shot. Now he could space the floor and, um, you know, he's strong enough to where, you know, if he gets by that guy, then it's over because he's going to put his shoulder in your chest and, and put you in the rim. And uh, he's been a monster on the glass and he's really figured out his strength. Like, this is what I can do very good. I can be a beast on the offensive glass, on the defensive glass, you know, get putbacks, get and ones. And now if they give me the opportunity to step out and shoot it, I can knock that down, too. So really, really impressed um, at his game and how much it has evolved. And, uh, you know, he's looking like an NBA guy. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you think he's he's got a shot of maybe leaving after if it continues like this and he kind of keeps progressing, how how good of an NBA player do you think he could be down the road? Well, ready or not, if you're averaging 18 and 12 the rest of the season, you, you, you're going to put your name in. I mean, that's, yeah. just how, that's just how it is now. You know what I mean? I mean, guys, we've seen tons of guys who aren't ready to put their name in and get drafted first round. You know, um, I think for him is – um, the big thing for him, you just want to keep improving and you don't want to rush anything because you don't want to be one of those guys who gets drafted. Then you stay two years in the league, then you're out of the league. You know what I mean? You, you want to make sure you're ready to go. Um, he's in a good situation here. Um, so there's no rush for him, man. I, I think that if he continues to improve and, uh, you know, improves his handle a little bit more because, you know, he is undersized. So he's going to be have to have to put the ball down on the ground a little bit too. You know, one, two dribbles, nothing crazy, but. Uh, he has just, just has to keep improving his game, and he'll definitely be uh, an NBA guy for sure. Oh, I hope you're ready for some football because we've got tons of it coming up. College football heading into the bowl season. You've got the college football playoff right around the corner. And then this weekend, you got four days straight of NFL football, and you have to sign up with betonline.ag. It's the only place that has you covered and the only place that we trust to put in our weekly wagers. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use our promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. I mean, there's so many options. If you want to spice up your Christmas a little bit, you've got the Saints and you've got the Vikings. So why not get into it? They've got totals. They've got spreads. They've got prop bets. They've got it all. Live betting as well. So if you got a little lean after a couple quarters, then go ahead. Get in on the action at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on that action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, betonline.ag, promo code locked on, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You worked a lot with Buddy during the quarantine period, and he's a guy who obviously had to sit out some games, and of course Syracuse was on that early pause, and with shooters, you want to get into that sort of rhythm right now. Is that kind of what you think has been his biggest obstacle, is that he can't really get into a rhythm because he's stopping, then starting, then stopping, then starting? Well, I mean, I think that's for everyone. You know what I mean? It's not just Syracuse, but the whole country. I mean, it's going on everywhere, so it's, it's tough for everyone really to to get a rhythm, but it, you know, you got to adapt. And 
you know, luckily for him, he can just go down in his basement and shoot. So he, <laughs> he, you know, he really doesn't uh, have to worry about not being able to get shots and things like that. But it is tough, man. It's tough for everyone when you're not able to practice as a team. You're not able to get together uh, with the guys and go over stuff. Um, but again, it's just something you have to adapt to. I mean, he played he played well last game. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but I liked how he was aggressive and um, he, he's not shying away. And, and I think he's at a stage where um, even if he is missing shots, he has to stay aggressive because he's earned it. Um, he's one of the best shooters in the country and um, he's added pieces to his game each year. Um, and, you know, that's my guy. So I'm, I'm happy for him and I'm happy to see um, his evolution as a player. And, and I know he's going to work hard. He's going to continue to get better. When Sidibe comes back, and hopefully that is somewhat soon here, and obviously they're going into a pause for the meantime, but when he comes back in the lineup, I was thinking about it, it's going to be tough to pulse one of those guys from the starting lineup if they do do that. But how would you handle the starting lineup if you were the coach and Sidibe is healthy? Would you take someone out and put Sidibe in, or is there anyone in your eyes that you think could come off the bench and still maintain what they're doing? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it really depends on who we're playing. But, I mean, I would like to get Barama back in there and get Rec back to his normal position at the four. And I think Griffin can come off the bench and, and provide that spark that he's doing now. I mean, he's a, he's going to score the ball regardless if he's starting or if he's coming off the bench. So, uh, and I, I think he's uh, a guy who would understand, like, hey, I don't care if I'm starting or if I'm coming off the bench. I'm going to get the same number of shots, and I'm really going to play the same number of minutes. You know what I mean? He, he'll, he'll still play that same – same amount of time that he, he does, even if he's coming off the bench. So, um, yeah, I think it'd be good to get Barama back in there just to, to help us because we saw that weak spot in that middle and we got crushed. They almost had like 45 points in the paint or something like that. And it's Buffalo. So wait till we play North Carolina, you know? Um, yeah, I think Griffin would be a, a guy who could come off the bench and, um, you know, not, not be worried about starting. I know a lot of fans are very frustrated with the defense. When you look at how the defense has performed so far this season, what do you see as kind of the glaring issues that need to be shored up before you get into the meat of ACC play? Well, it's kind of the same, you know, same as last year. I mean, uh, in the beginning of the season, guys were just lackadaisical. The the zone wasn't active. You weren't communicating. And and you could see that more so now without the fans. Like, if guys aren't talking, it's going to show. And and really, that's how the zone it works, man. You got to be active. You got to be moving. You got to be talking to really have it be effective. And, um, you know, we got to be aware of the shooters. We can't be a second late because if you're a second late in college basketball, high level, it's going up and you're knocking it down. So uh, we got to do a better job of just being active, talking and and moving. Like when the when that ball is moving, we got to be there. When it goes into the high post, we got to know where the shooters are. The center has to step up. Um, you know, guys have to drop down. So. It's just about being active, moving, talking, uh, knowing the rotations. And um, then when the ball goes up, we got to be able to rebound, you know. So, uh, and these guys know that it, it'll be some times where it's ups and downs. But I think, um, you know, the big part is uh, when, like you saw against Buffalo, struggling in the first half, uh, wasn't great in the second half defensively, but we made plays. You know, we made plays on the defensive end that really helped us. I mean, obviously, you see the block. Um, but we had some stops in half court as well that really helped us. So um, I think just getting Barama back in that middle, that'll help that defense uh, even more. And and these guys, it's early, man, and, and we've been talking about it. We we haven't had a lot of reps with it. You know, these guys aren't able to practice the zone every day like we're used to. So um, sometimes the rotations might be a little bit slower. Guys might know, not know where to go as quick. 
uh, as they would if we had that time to practice. So, um, uh, you know, we just got to keep improving, keep getting better, and, and keep learning how to play that zone. You talk about the zone there. How much of it do you think is the guards and how much of it is maybe the forwards not coming up when they do get past the guards and kind of where do you place most of the blame or when you're watching and it's struggling, where do you see the the holes in the zone the most? Well, it's everyone. It's not just, you don't want to just pinpoint one person. It might be, you know, uh, one time in one game, it might be up top, you know, another game, it might be down low more so. So it's a little bit of both, but, you know, obviously it was glaring up top at the beginning of the season. We were letting guys penetrate up top too easy, let the ball get in the high post without any uh, resistance. So, um, you know, it, it all starts up there. We got to be able to keep those guys in front of us. So um, that takes a lot of pressure off the back line. And, and then when they do get by us, which they will, it's a part of the game, then we those guys in the back line have to be ready to step up and, and not let that penetration get so deep, you know. So um, it's a combination of both. And, um you know, we got to work together and we got to share that stuff up. Great stuff with Eric Devendorf as always. And again, we're going to continue this conversation tomorrow. We're going to look at some stuff with Joe Girard as well as the rotations moving forward because there's a lot of interesting components to the Syracuse basketball team. And Devo does a great job at unpacking it all. No one does it better than him. So we're going to talk a little bit more with Eric Devendorf tomorrow. And we're also going to get into some of the details because he's got a new podcast as well that Tim is the producer of. So we'll get a little behind the scenes of what goes on between them as well as some dream guests that he has for the show as well. So be sure to subscribe and you'll get that episode right in your feed tomorrow morning. For Tim, I'm Tyler. We will talk to you guys with Devo once again tomorrow. Tomorrow.